I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You know, I think it's the fourth straight week we've had to deal with a snowstorm. This time, though, not only do we have snow, we have ice. Although we've done a little bit of ice, but not like this ice storm. Not as widespread as this is going to be. You're listening to Weather Insider Podcasts on February 2nd. It is Groundhog Day. Jess Pash came out of the out of her apartment and saw her shadow <laughs> today. Blame it on me. Yeah. And it is six weeks of winter for those that did not see that. Punxsutawney Phil did see a shadow this morning. And around 7.30 and uh, indeed six more weeks of winter. No. Yeah. Well, I think I think he was a little a little biased because of what's going on now. This is the setup that we really haven't seen so far this year, Pash. That is stall boundary and a large area of, of snow and ice. And it's a two-day event because we have two storms, one already across the Midwest, that's already produced. I've seen um, outside of Colorado, the highest amounts I've seen, lots of eights, nines, and tens across central parts of Illinois right now. I've seen anywhere from about four to six in Chicago, then five or six across parts of Missouri. Uh, that round lifting north, but it's the second round tonight and tomorrow that I think is going to be the big ice producer. And then that will be impacting the Northeast. Yeah. And also that's been, I think the difference between the two models is the difference between the timing and the positioning of those two waves that come through. I think the GFS has been taking it a little bit further north and wrapping in a little bit more cold air on the back end than the Euro has. And that's been impacting our forecast for the Northeast, which I would argue is the trickiest part of the storm because you have to figure out how much moisture is left when the cold air arrives yeah. and that and, dictates, you know, snow versus ice versus nothing. Yeah. I, I, and I do think the American model has done better. There's no question because it, with the second wave, the second system, because for example, and, and you know, I've been looking at one location just to give me a sense on this cold air, the, the European model uh, for Friday in Philadelphia, I talked about this yesterday. A couple of days ago, it had a surface temperature predicted of of 12 degrees in Philadelphia. That was a couple of days ago. Yesterday morning, that same system then showed a temperature of six degrees. Then it showed four, and now it's back to about seven. But the moral of the story is is that it, it it has been it has been the American model that I think has done a better job forecasting the press of the colder air behind our first wave and into the second system. But right now, you know, modeling has come kind of into a consensus on this, that the cold air is coming in, certainly across New York State, Pennsylvania. It, it, It probably 
doesn't get to the 90 to the uh, 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 95. Philadelphia, New York City, certainly Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. Once you get a little farther north, it gets tricky until the very end of the storm. But certainly there's going to be the threat for icing in the northwestern suburbs with this system as we get into the Friday afternoon. The question is how much moisture is left. Yeah, and I think that also if the models are even a little bit delayed with the cold air and if that cold air even gets in, you know, four, five, six hours earlier than modeled. I think that's the difference right now between, you know, a little bit of spotty ice and some minor issues versus a really big concern for Friday for some of those big cities along the I-95. I think it's it's a small window that could make a really big difference for ice. Yeah, it, certainly I would worry from New York City on, on north that you're going to get a period of icing Friday morning. You know, Friday morning, late Friday morning, Friday afternoon. I, I I think that is a concern. Once you get toward Philadelphia on south, it's a little trickier. But there is going to be a zone, certainly Interstate 80, maybe north of the Turnpike in Pennsylvania, where you're going to go from ice, freezing rain to sleet to a period of snow. And the farther north you go in Pennsylvania, the more snow you're going to get. And, and certainly this could be a significant amount of snow once you get toward the New York State Thruway, mm-hmm. Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse on north, that we could be looking at, you know, several inches of snow. And, you know, for, for a city like Buffalo, you know, they, I, they're, they're going to get several inches of snow out of this. You know, a first, first wave is probably rain, but they're going to get into the colder air with this. Yeah, it does look like I was I was thinking that Buffalo has very little mixing going on. I think they'll have a little bit of mixing, but it looked like a mainly snow event for them. They might get a couple of hours of, of you know, some kind of sleep freezing rain mix, but I think it's mostly going to be snow for them. But either way, I mean, if you get that sheet of ice underneath the snow, that's going to create major issues both on the roadways and for the airports. Yeah, and, and, and the other thing with this storm, because if it's a two-day event, we already have delays across Midwest, and you're going to have more delays tomorrow, and then you bring it into the Northeast Thursday and the Friday. If you have any flights uh, the next couple of days, and keep in mind, any kind of delays like in bigger cities like Chicago, New York City, Boston, Washington, D.C., although I don't think there will be many problems there tomorrow in D.C., I think a lot of the problems in the the um, you know, the Boston to D.C. will be later tomorrow night. There's going to be delays right through the end of this week. Um, and, and, and I do think, though, that what this storm is going to be remembered most for, though, is going ice. to be the ice, mm-hmm. you know, a, a widespread ice from, you know, the big bend of Texas toward Dallas, toward Arkansas, in toward Kentucky in the southern Ohio. And then, you know, we're talking about how far does the icing get, you know, toward Boston, New York City, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. I think that is going to be what this system is remembered for. And it's the second storm that's going to have primarily the the ice storm with it. And, and, And that doesn't get underway until late today and tonight. Yeah. And if you're actually curious about just how much ice you're going to see, you can download the free AccuWeather app. It has great features, 
like wintercast, which not only lets you know how much snow you're going to get, but it also let you know how much ice you are going to get. You can see when it starts, stops, and that probability, the probability of seeing a little bit more or a little bit less, you can download it for free. Have it right at the palm of your hand. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 